0: Good morning, world. Welcome again. It's once again Wednesday morning. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for our In Conversation with, I should say, it's 10 o'clock UK time for everyone who's joining us around the world. Um, Today, I'm really, really chuffed. I'm I'm joined by Andrew Kotek from uh, Within Business Solutions, who is joining me today to uh, give us some golden nuggets about how we can unlock the power of LinkedIn. Andrew is an expert in LinkedIn so Andrew welcome thank you very much for joining us if you could uh, introduce yourself to the world if you don't mind
1: yeah great to be here Brian thank you for the invite um yeah said so been helping people with LinkedIn now seven years ago for seven years um started purely by accident um, strangely enough um in my previous job i had done a couple of LinkedIn training sessions um and when the company folded it was actually one of the ladies that attended one of those sessions that said you know I see the value on LinkedIn, I haven't got the time to do it myself, you know, will you help me with it? So I thought, yeah, we'll give it a go, so put a plan in place, make sure her profile represented the, you know, her and the business, and basically put a plan in place to who she wanted to connect with, created a series of messages, and within a matter of weeks, she was booking meetings, and she actually got us to speak at an event, so I thought, Hang on, <laughs> this is definitely something I can do sort of thing, and you know, and the same process still pretty much you know works seven years later, um despite all the LinkedIn changes that have happened <laughs> over the last few years so it's it's keeping up to date with them, which you know probably keeps me in the job. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's interesting. That and that's interesting. How how something like that just sort of lands in front of you, isn't it? It's so credit for you to to look finding the opportunity and running with it. So I was going to say, you know, you seven years, you know, some quite dramatic changes. I know on the surface of it, you know, when you look at LinkedIn it might not look like it's changed no. a lot, but it it certainly has. You know, what's the biggest sort of the changes you think that's been going on with LinkedIn over the last sort of? 5
1: 6 years i think a lot of it is just how it actually appears to people more than i don't think the actual advanced searches or the searches have changed too much in order you know for you to find people to connect with it's just it's just finding your way around linkedin there's just so many sort of different options to click on so for instance i actually have a a, a linkedin folder in my bookmarks and i put all the shortcuts in there for like advanced search who's viewed my profile so rather than having to find them every time, I can just go to my bookmarks and it'll take me straight to that area of LinkedIn. Okay. So that's just something really simple that I do in my training sessions, you know, just to... It just helps people find their way around because those links actually haven't changed. It's just the way it appears.
0: Okay. That's cool. For, for me, as, as a use of LinkedIn, and I've, I've used LinkedIn for a long, long time, um, and it, there seems to have been... About maybe a year or two years ago, it seemed like to me something changed inside LinkedIn. It became much more of an effective place to network. It, it there, there seemed to be sort of a very distinct change happening at at some point, maybe one or two years ago. Certainly, that that's how I feel. Right? Before that time, this whatever changes it was they implemented, I didn't feel as a business owner it was that effective as as a networking tool. But I. I do you remember the sort of the, the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sort of specific to tell you what it was? But it did seem like there was a change that happened at some point.
1: Yeah, I think that's more to do with the posted and the articles. Um, a lot of people talk about the LinkedIn algorithm and no one knows exactly what it is. Um, but basically, as you interact with people's posts on, you know, on, on the home feed, what you should start to see if you log in, sort of log in again well as you log in each day basically the the first lot of posts you should see are the people that you've been interacting with recently so linkedin sort of identified okay you've like you've you've commented on this post before on this person's post before so when they post again that's going to be the post that's presented to you so i think that really helped while you searching for people's posts that you are likely to engage with linkedin started presenting those posts to you about a year ago it all seemed to go a bit peak tongue again <laughs> um, but now it seems to be back on track basically so yeah so but you still got to you still got to have those connections you know for you to engage
0: you know
1: to engage with you as well you know there's no point in you posting content if you haven't got the right kind of connections that that's going to appeal to so well, it's you've got to make sure you've got a combination of the both you've got the network you've got the right network so it's not not thousands of people that you don't know and aren't in your right audience you need to make sure you're connected with people that are potentially good prospects for your business and then your posts relate to what it is you offer and should be of interest to those people
0: well, that's interesting isn't it because i think a, a lot of people perhaps uh, are in danger of you know most people i suppose fall into the trap of you know you, you want to grow your connection numbers so you sort of blindly accept people who ask you to connect so i think i think most of us is is guilty of that i suppose to some degree
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean it's it's always been far too easy well till recently actually just click connect 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 especially on the app it was just far too easy i mean i personally think every invite should be personalized anyway sort of thing so um but again in the last month or so linkedin have restricted everyone to 100 invites per week so that whether you're a free user, business, premium or sales navigator, we've all got that restriction. Well, I believe we have now, um, of doing no more than hundred invites per week. Um, there that's are strange ways around that.
0: <laughs> that's interesting as well, isn't it? Because for a platform that identifies It's all about
1: networking and building your network. They put a restriction on you. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, I think, yeah, you know, me as a sales navigator user, yes, I've already got and an, you know a vast network, but I think to be penalized as a Sales Navigator user to the 100 invites is a bit unfair compared to those that are are free users.
0: I was going to say, surely if you were a paid user, you would be allowed more, but that's not the case, I suppose. It doesn't
1: appear to be, no. You still obviously have the extra, with Sales Navigator, you have the extra 12 or 13 search filters, so... I mean, I still pay for the Sales Navigator. I mean it works out to I think it's six hundred pounds per annum or you pay twenty percent more if you pay for it monthly sort of thing. But oh. those extra search filters are definitely very useful. And I said I would suggest that anybody that's not had a thirty day free trial on Sales Navigator to to definitely take a look. But only only start the trial when you know you've got thirty days to Just spend time on it. Spend time on it. And, and yeah, I'm quite help I'm quite happy to demo sales navigator to people as well sort of thing
0: or help them go through that so sure sure do you think uh, you know for people like myself do you i understand sales navigator is obviously a very useful tool for yourself you know linkedin is your business part of your business so do you, do you think that realistically that it would be worthwhile to to the normal average joe like myself to 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 pay for something like sales Navigator? would i ever get value for money out of it
1: it's a difficult one. I mean, it's not going to be for everyone, but I would suggest that, you know, if you haven't had the 30 day trial, you know, anyone should try it. The, the main search filters that I'm interested in are company size, which you don't get on the normal advanced search. And the other one is they've actually posted in the last 30 days. So, I mean, you could search for your ideal prospect to get a thousand results, but a lot of those aren't using LinkedIn or not even, you know. Move jobs or just not updated their profile. So you, you've got a lot of rubbish there potentially. Um, but what I've got, if I've got a thousand results in Sales Navigator, I can then, there's an extra filter that actually says post in the last 30 days. So I know they're active on LinkedIn and they're going to be they're likely to be more responsive. So that may be only a hundred, but I would rather target those a hundred than the, than the thousand basically, yeah. that could be just a lot of rubbish and wasting my own time on. That makes
0: sense, that makes sense. So. I think, you know, when it comes to Sales Navigator, we sort of talk a little bit more advanced stuff, aren't we, really? So oh, for, yeah, yeah. for the average sort of Joe who sort of only has a few minutes, perhaps a day or a week to spend on the LinkedIn thing. Yeah. What's, the best, what's the best way for a business owner to use it? You know, if, you know, we're all busy, we've got busy businesses we need to run and, and and so what's the best way of getting the most out of linkedin you
1: think yeah, i mean i would always suggest you know just trying to make a few new connections each day and you know two or three posts a week but not everyone can still manage that so that's you know that's where i can come in to manage their accounts for them so we will put a plan in place you know optimize their profile identify their target audience and then i can do the connect requests and the follow-up messages for them and then they, my clients only have to get involved when someone replies. So they, so they then take over the conversation to book the meeting, uh, etc. cetera. Um, but with the way I work as well, my clients don't actually need Sales Navigator. Um, so I will give them access to, well, the way I work, I use my own Sales Navigator to search for their prospect criteria, and then basically I can log into my client's account and then invite them to connect. So... Okay. so i'm actually giving my clients all those filters but they don't have to pay for sales navigator so okay. so that's a, some clever tools on in the background
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fine so that, that that that's 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 good so there's um is there's so much stuff that's that's on linkedin you know the, the amount of, of posts is it's a bit like facebook really when you look at the feed so is, account, yeah. is there any sort of um hard and fast rules what's best to do is is it best to share posts that people put on or put comments in or, or like stuff does yeah, po- that be a difference
1: yeah um comments are always going to be better than likes um but when you're doing posts as well um again according to linkedin algorithms a pure text post is better than anything else they right. don't they don't like outside links either so if you link to your own website or to some you know news or anything it's actually excuse me, it's actually best to put that in comments. Sure. Because um, LinkedIn just don't like outside links to take the people away from LinkedIn. No. And it's not something I've seen myself, but I've seen two or three people report it. If you are doing, if you want to include an image, it's actually best to PDF it. so It's uploaded as a document. Um, and apparently that's getting presented better by LinkedIn than a normal image. So
0: I'm yet to test that myself, but it's something I've seen in the last week or two. So it's... That's really um, Because, you know, when you scroll down your feed, you normally see that nine out of ten articles or posts people put on does have an image attached to it, don't it?
1: Yeah. But I say if you convert that image to a PDF from what I'm reading of late, then that will be better presented by LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is seeing it as a document. So it's more a document is more likely to be useful information than an image, I think, sort of thing. So. so i'm yet to try it myself i've seen it reported two or three times <laughs>
0: Right, That, that and video always does well as well so sure no that, that's very useful to know i, I, I you know, never realized because everything is so so full of images and stuff these days isn't it yeah
1: so. i mean yeah polls also took off quite well polls all came back to us all recently sort of thing but i think again everyone's getting a bit You're seeing them too often (laughs) there's a there's a lot out there but again if you do your own poll it's really good at collecting information because you can see who's liked or voted on your poll sort of thing so it's really good for you know gathering a list of names that have actually taken part in your polls as well sort of thing so So that
0: that's that's useful so far just for everyone who's sort of joining us later on here, we're joined by Andrew Kotek today, who's a LinkedIn specialist. If uh, if you have any questions during the live stream or, or indeed after, because these uh, these videos will, will remain on Facebook, LinkedIn and, and YouTube. So if you have any questions that you would like Andrew to answer, then please post them into comments and, and we will try our hardest. If we can answer them live, we will do. If not, then, then we will get back to you later on. You can always go and see Andrew's website, it's down in the ticker box. And and if you're not already following or, or connected to Andrew on LinkedIn, I would encourage you to to go and, and seek him out on LinkedIn and connect with him on there. There's uh, there's many, many, many good reasons to why you want to be connected to Andrew, that, that, that's for sure. So I was gonna, you know, when it comes to one of the things that um, we've been trying to do over the last year, so it'll be interesting to get your view on this, is that we obviously put blogs on our website, uh, two or three times a month, and I'm trying to then a month later to put them on as articles on LinkedIn. What's your view on articles? Does does it does that make any difference? Does it have any effect? Is it a good thing to do? It's oh yeah, it
1: definitely yeah. So going back to sort of what I said, yeah, putting it on as a LinkedIn article is better than putting it on as a post and with an outside link to your blog sort of thing. So, right. um, but it's still with LinkedIn articles, it's still difficult to get them in front of your connections so what i would say is once you've posted an article try and find your connections that you you know think will be that article could appeal to and just send them them a direct message through linkedin and with a, a link to the article they will hopefully then start to like or comment so for instance if you posted an article and then i commented my twelve thousand connections could potentially see that so you don't need many people to start liking or commenting on or sharing your articles you know to to reach a wider audience and especially reaching an audience outside of your own network that's that's the main thing you want to do you want to so i don't know how many connections you've got brian but if you've got two thousand the connections eight thousand i think eight like thousand so eight thousand but yeah if you get i don't know five to ten people like me with 10,000 plus connections outside your network, you're going to reach a lot wider audience, get more yeah. view, more comments, and and hopefully people will start inviting you to connect because they've read your article.
0: One, one thing that we've done, it'll be interesting to hear your view on this, is that when we create articles, we always embed videos, especially from YouTube into it. Does yeah. does LinkedIn does frown upon embedding videos from YouTube into an article? Not,
1: I'm, not, I'm a, not as far as I'm wearing articles, no.
0: Okay, well, that's interesting that, that's, uh, that they are actually open to yeah, that. I
1: think they still play within the article rather than taking people away, I think, yeah. as well.
0: Do, I think yeah. so. Yeah. so, I think w- one thing I wanted to sort of speak a little bit about, because I think it's probably, certainly for me, the least known part of LinkedIn is the whole job seekers part, the CV part of, of LinkedIn. And I suppose it's really what LinkedIn was born to be, wasn't it? Like a job application CV pool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, and strangely enough, when I talk to recruiters, they they still prefer to use things like Indeed CV library rather than the LinkedIn jobs board. They, they say it doesn't work for them. Sort of thing, strangely enough. I mean, I know there are jobs on there, but you know, speaking to the local sort of, well, Lincoln area rec- recruitment companies, they they don't they don't like LinkedIn jobs. They don't even use LinkedIn Recruiter either. They don't get the value from LinkedIn Recruiter that they. They thought they would do, and I think that's really expensive as well, if I remember rightly. So, wow. um, but yeah, it's not something I've, to, I've got too much involved with. So, my main area of exper- expertise is helping people either message their existing connections you know, you may have thousands of connections, then you've never really communicated with them. So, using the advanced search, we could identify those within a specific industry or in a specific area and just get a message out to them or alternatively you know again we could identify your new new people to prospect with and you know using the advanced search facility again you can there's 140 industries to choose from and using a combination of those job titles locations you're going to get a pot pot of people that should be your ideal prospects the strange thing i come across a lot though is that people don't know their ideal prospects (laughs) Especially when, they, or they could say anyone, and I know where they're coming from when they say anyone, but that really makes it hard to market. <laughs> of,
0: course it of course it does. It's interesting, you know, because um, obviously I, I have a few connections on LinkedIn, and I get I get quite a lot of connection requests every day, which is fine. I really don't mind that at all, but it's it's staggering to me. So it'll be interesting to hear how you approach this on behalf of your customers, because. Together with, I would say, perhaps seven out of 10 connection requests. Once I sort of look at them, say, yeah, that could be interesting, and I'll accept them, within seconds, I receive a sales pitch. And that makes me react in, in, in two ways either I delete them as a connection straight away, or I send them a sales pitch straight back at them. <laughs> Is that, is that an automated thing? Is that other people out there in the world like yourself? who, are, who it, are- Maybe they've
1: done the personalized. It shouldn't, because you can personalize the invite to connect, but that's only 300 characters anyway. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I think there is software out there that probably will send a message as soon as people connect, and that's bad, and they're going to get into trouble for that because it's, you know, LinkedIn is actually all about building rapport and relationships, and it's not about the sales pitch sort of thing. So, the first message to anyone shouldn't be, yeah, yeah, I there, thanks connecting, this is what we do sort of thing. Yeah. It's, just, it's just find out a bit more about them, just just build that relationship before you start finding out about what each other has to offer. But yeah, going back to what you said about people inviting you to connect, yeah, I always view their profiles, and then if I'm happy to accept, I will send them a message saying, yeah, happy to connect. Um, but you know what was it that actually brought you to my profile and invite me to connect? Mm, yeah, and that sort of that will either stop them pitching <laughs> or they reply. I mean, I, about two out of three out of ten will reply just to say, you know, I notice your you do this or that sort of thing, and and then the conversation started. Yeah. And it, and what I don't like is people just accepting an invite and not replying at all. Absolutely that's just that's just a waste of someone so if someone's invited you to connect you you want to know why there's no point in just accepting because they might not message you and and it's a bit like sometimes i create leads for clients that you know we've identified a target audience we've done the sort of connect request and the follow-up message and then they say okay yeah tell me more and then a week later my client still hasn't replied and it's so frustrating when I, you don't follow up you know what potentially is a warm lead yeah absolutely So it's, it's all about the follow-up and just keeping in touch so, I mean, I've recently done some work for people that do um, insurance for the training industry. So, so a, a lot of those people have already got policies in place. So, the idea was, so the idea really was, you know, connect with them and we, we got a really good connection rate and just to find out, you know, when their policy expires and t- is it okay to give you a call? Um, sure. And that worked
0: really well. It's the good old no like, trust, isn't it? So, which is why, you know, as I said, you know, someone c- wants to connect with me, I, I always go and, and sort of have a look who they are before I accept them. What I really like, I think, if if they're really hot and good at what they do, if I then get a message saying, you know, thank you for connecting, all that kind of stuff, would you like to do a one-to-one so we can learn about each other? Yeah. I always react really positive to that because that shows that they actually, they want to get to know you. They want to know what you're about, you know, and that makes me want to know what they're about as well. Yeah.
2: yeah so
0: and the but,
1: other thing you can do as well, if, if someone has invited you connect, you can actually look at who's viewed your profile and see if they actually did view your profile before inviting you to connect. I know a lot of people do that, so. is that
0: a free service or is that part of the yeah? Page?
1: Yeah, with, the free serve, with your free version of LinkedIn, you can only see the last five people that's viewed your profile. So if you did oh. it on a regular basis, you're okay. Um, okay. With the paid versions, I can't remember if it's the 100 people or the last 100 days, but it's quite a lot of people. So, okay. um, but yeah, so it's always worth saying, you yeah. know. Well, I said that's another thing you can look at. If, if you see someone that's viewed oh. your profile that hasn't actually you, you're not connected with and you like the look of them potentially, you know, you can
0: send them an invite, say, I've seen you viewed my profile. You yeah, know, yeah. I think it'd be
1: worth us connecting. I just, yeah,
0: yeah. Just, I think. I think with linkedin has definitely turned the corner in terms of the whole networking and, and building connection with people and i i get a much much better feel that people are perhaps it's because of the pandemic we've been forced to to utilize yeah. the tools. there's a lot more people using it yeah yeah
1: I mean, too, and uh, i know people still moan that it's becoming a bit too much like facebook um but i don't see that personally and i, I do see the odd humorous posts and i've done them myself and and they get a great response sort of thing so yeah. it's and people you know people do need to see is still a little bit of fun or light-hearted stuff i think even on linkedin personally
0: but you know i i agree with that i agree with that i i don't view it as facebook at all you know it's far far more professional and the, the stuff that goes on there to me is far more interesting because i'm more interested in the kind of stuff from that sort of commercial world anyway but i i, I don't think i can understand you know that, that from a functionality point of view maybe perhaps people want to compare it but it's something that I think the big difference for me, I don't know, we were talked about this before, of, uh, is that I find that LinkedIn is a lot more reluctant to put these populist new features into their system. A bit like a bit like we live here today. It took LinkedIn quite a while and it's still not open to everyone going live. on it, it? So they seem to be more reluctant to bring in these new features that comes out in, in the world of social media than perhaps Facebook is. Hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And the weird thing is, they don't tell users that they're coming or how to use it or anything sort of thing. It's just like <laughs> well, it's it's we're we to learn for ourselves and to share the information with other users and what we find sort of thing. It's just yeah, the, the the training is I think quite poor with LinkedIn, unfortunately.
0: I suppose that gives people like yourself a bit of an edge because you you spend your your time on LinkedIn all the time, so you have a an opportunity to go and tell the world well, what well, I can do this for you type thing. So. Yeah. I suppose that that's useful from that point of view
1: oh yeah definitely and um, but there's but, but when you say you know i could do a post about a new feature but then not everyone's got it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Sorry. i understand that that's difficult so Liz, listen and Andrew, we've uh, we've been talking here for 25 minutes and i am no doubt that we could be talking for 25 hours about linkedin so but i know you're a very busy guy so i, I really want to thank you very much for for joining me here today if, if there was one thing that you would want to tell the world that that is the most important thing you do on LinkedIn on a daily, weekly basis. What what would that be?
1: I said the main things I would just say is make make sure your profile is fully complete, sort of thing. Make sure it represents you and your business. So one thing we haven't mentioned is the headline. It shouldn't be job title or company name. You've got I can't I think they might have changed this one. You've got at least 120 characters to actually update your headline. So and that's that, what you really want to do is capture people's attention when they land on your profile. And, you know, a background image as well is really helpful. Yeah. So, they were the two things I would say to, to make sure you've got on your profile and just make sure your contact info is up to date, your about sections up to date. And, yeah. That's brilliant. No, that, that's and, really good advice. Keep busy. Just keep a few connection requests going out or posting sort of thing. But if you haven't got time to do it, then, you know, that's obviously where I can help
0: absolutely so stay active with it make sure that you are you're there that, that that's fantastic that's really good advice andrew i, I want to thank you very much for, for joining me today i know you're a very busy guys so it's it's really much appreciated for me for you to take your time out to join me today And thanks, no, your wisdom with the world uh, for everyone who's watched us again, you know, the stream is done for today, but if you have any questions, any things you you would like to ask Andrew about LinkedIn and the peculiarities about using LinkedIn for your business, you, please post the comments into the videos. We will look at them retrospectively and, and answer all of them. Alternatively, go and connect with Andrew uh, on LinkedIn itself uh, and start a conversation with Andrew. I can't recommend his services enough. He is absolutely brilliant what he does his website is in the ticker box here as well so so go and have, we, we are building a new website friend at the moment i should say so there's <laughs> coming up but go and look at his current website as well for all the stuff that he's got on there so thank you everyone for watching please join me again next wednesday where i'm going to be joined by Beck houston who is a, a search engine optimization specialist so she's going to share some useful nuggets for us to to use when it comes to our website so uh, thank you all for watching Go outside and enjoy this beautiful weather we have at the moment and perhaps enjoy the football hit on this afternoon. Thank you for sharing the stream with us and we shall see you
2: again next Wednesday. Hi, my name's John and I'm one of the web guys. I'd like to tell you about our amazing product that I'm certain you'll love. There are lots of companies out there who offer websites and business tools from the very cheap do-it-yourself to the very expensive bespoke products. What we offer at The Web Guys is a unique package that we're sure will cater to all your business's needs. We'll deliver a world-class website that's created specifically for you and your business and with everything you need to manage it. It's so simple. All you have to do is choose a look and we'll do everything else. We'll design, build, set up and customize your website for you. You'll get that agency quality product from £29.99 a month and with no upfront fees to pay. To take advantage of our fantastic products, go to www.thewebguys.co.uk and simply click the Sign Up Now button and follow the instructions, which will only take a few minutes of your valuable time. Once you're done, you'll get all this plus lots more and from only $29.99 per month. So, what are you waiting for?